Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. What does Cyril Ramaphosa hope to achieve in his visit to the Middle East, where he is currently uh, touring at the moment? Joining us on the line now, just to uh, look at the subject a little bit more closely, Stephen Grutz, the head of the African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the South African Institute of International Affairs. Stephen, good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for having me. Oh, great to have you on board once again. So, Stephen, President Ramaphosa is on this Middle East tour during this time of this horrific war on terror that Israel is engaged in. What does he hope to achieve from this point of view? So, the first place he's gone to is Qatar, mm-hmm. uh, one of the uh, oil-rich states on the Persian Gulf. Um, we don't have huge trade links with, with that country, but I think symbolically it's important that, uh, you know, he gets support for South Africa's policies such as condemnation of what's going on in Gaza and calling for an immediate ceasefire. Uh, I'm sure they talked about Security Council reform of the United Nations, South Africa pushing for, for real changes to that body. Um, they would have talked a little bit about economic relations. They might have talked a little bit about uh, the war in Ukraine and uh, South Africa's and, and Qatar's position on that. And, uh, yeah, you know, he, I'm not quite sure where else he's going. Did you know which I was uh, Actually, that was going to be my next question because uh, we know he's on this Middle East tour. So, as you mentioned now, he's in Qatar. Incidentally, isn't that where uh, Hamas leadership uh, enjoy the fruits of the world at the moment? Indeed, uh, mm-hmm. indeed, that's where many of the senior leaders of uh, Hamas uh, live, and, and Qatar is is playing, we think, an important role in uh, trying to free some of the hostages. I mean, I heard yesterday that um, there were uh, that in in exchange for a three day ceasefire, uh, fifty hostages would be released. But uh, I don't know if Israel would go for that deal, and and we've heard mm. this before that Qatar has, has brokered. Um, uh, these kind of deals. And, uh, you know, we've only had four hostages out of a total of about 240 that have been released. But Qatar is quite a pivotal player in those negotiations. So it's not to be uh, dismissed. And, in fact, the readout from President uh, Ramaphosa's visit there did say that um, uh, they talked about the hostages. So mm-hmm. maybe South Africa, very late to the party, is getting worried about uh you know, there's a couple of South Africans amongst uh, amongst the uh, the captured. What are the chances, do you think, Stephen, of the of the president perhaps uh, engaging with Hamas along with Qatari leadership? Well, it's not impossible. Um, we know that uh, uh, Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, Dr. Naledi Pandor, mm-hmm. uh, is one of the leaders to place a call to right. Hamas, and she's them in the in the uh, aftermath of the October 7th attacks. Uh, Hamas has traveled to South Africa, uh, their leadership in previous occasions. They've met with the ANC, um, and uh, allegedly or supposedly they have an office in Cape Town. And uh, right. uh, so, so it's not out of the question that he would talk to them. He might. Sure. Um, Hence the reason uh, why I asked you the question, as you mentioned uh, now, when he was in touch with Nalea, with uh, Minister P- with Minister Pando, well, when Hamas was rather in touch with Minister Pando. So I thought maybe this is perhaps, yeah. uh, you know, an extension of that. Um, it, it could be. Yeah. Uh, it could be. Uh, I think he would be very careful and cautious about it. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's not beyond the realms of possibility.
Indeed, indeed. Stephen, so given South Africa's stance on Israel and uh, this current tour that the president is on in the Middle East, how well do you think this is going to go down with the Western world? Well, it depends where he goes, you know. Uh, I mean, Minister Pandor was also in Iran a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, look, I think, I think um, the West won't really have too much to say about about this i think there's there's things that other things that south africa ha, uh, does and has done that will be more concerning for the west so i don't think there'll be much reaction from other countries on, uh, to to a bilateral engagement between south africa and qatar indeed uh, you you know what we asked her between ourselves earlier on where exactly he's going in the middle east uh, perhaps uh, i wonder if he's actually going to make uh, any any turn by Saudi Arabia, given Saudi Arabia's role in negotiations prior to this war breaking out, if you recall, mm. um, there seemed to have been much progress going on there regarding the Palestinian and, issue. Yeah, of course, South Africa was instrumental in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. joining the BRICS bloc. So yes. we have very good relations with Saudis. Um, and, uh, of course, there was a lot of talk before October the 7th that a some kind of a deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia might be on the cards. I mean, I thought that that was less likely because Saudi Arabia and Iran had started mending their their uh, relations, which had been severed for a number of years right. under the Chinese, uh, mm-hmm. a Chinese initiative. So there's all these moving parts in the Middle East. And sure. uh, uh, definitely has strong strong ties with the Saudis. Um, but I mean, I think now a deal between Saudis and Israel is, you know, set back uh, years because of what's happening in the Middle East. Indeed, the certainly, yeah. It's going to be uh, rebuilt from the beginning, so it's going to be tiring and tedious once again. But anyway, Stephen, your take on South Africa referring Israel to the International Criminal Court? Yeah, I mean, it's the grand irony, of course, is that South Africa did whatever they could to try and accommodate President Putin, who has been indicted by the International Criminal Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but in the end, he didn't come to South Africa for the BRICS summit. So, you know, South Africa is a big one that uh, rules and standards must be applied uh, uh, uniformly and without fear or favor. But um, I think it's it's mischievous to to say that Netanyahu should be in the dock. Uh, of course, Israel's not a sig- signatory to the International Criminal Court, which makes things a little bit more difficult. Although mm-hmm. you can be acted as um, as President Putin was or is, he's still under an indictment. Indeed, Stephen. Okay, very quickly, you mentioned earlier on that Qatar. We not we don't really have such a strong trade ties, so to speak. Where do you think the country can benefit with Qatar at this stage? Well, it's it's uh, an oil-rich country, so there might be some uh, some uh, possibility of getting oil. Um, I think they're interested in agriculture. Uh, they're definitely in an important part of the world for shipping, uh, so there mm-hmm. might be some some uh, there. But uh, you know, it's it's never going to be one of South Africa's major trading partners. Sure. Stephen, we're going to have to leave it there. We've just about run out of time. Thanks so much for joining us, just to uh, give us some background as to what our president is up to in this Middle East tour. Stephen Grudz, head of the African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the South African Institute of International Affairs.